cast for magic. We come to the Pope on Film podcast to laugh, to cry, to care, because we need that. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get, which I'm describing literally right now. So how describable are we talking about here? That indescribable feeling we get when the Liz a Day theme song begins to play and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. <laughs> Dazzling images on a small Twitch stream, stream, sound that is sound, somehow, Amaland horse erotica feels good in a podcast like this. Bunny Williams feels like the stoned parts of us, and May Lynn feels perfect and powerful because here they are. The Pope on Film podcast. We make movies better. My name is Reverend Maylin. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. Nice, uh, uh, nice poster that you found here, over here on the side. Very nice. I like it. That was very that was cool. a nice one. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, this is episode 469 of the podcast. Uh, yes, yes. Little Lebowski Urban Achievers. I'm proud we are of all of that. Uh, very excited. We're going to be talking about the band Kiss. We're going to be talking about Die Hard. We're going to be talking about... We're going to do, uh, at the end of this opening, we are going to be doing a lightning round of uh, 2023 movies. Uh-oh. And, okay. uh, and then... Uh, we do have this week a historic approximations, which is our educational segment of the podcast. Really good one this week about uh, a musical that I'm working on now. But we'll get to that. And our movie this week is It's a Wonderful Knife, which is 
a movie. Yes. It's the best I can say about it. Anyway. Jeff! Yes, Bunny! After a long and rambling opening last episode, it is time once again to begin this podcast with our reoccurring opening segment, the 1970s TV variety show of our film podcast. It's Jeff! Yes. A.K.A. The Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Download Today, or as the kids like to call it, uh, TBWMPSBTYBRSLDT for short. Yes. Because kids these days, they like to uh, turn everything into uh, alliteration. Mm-hmm. Or A, as they like to call it. Because they even alliterate alliteration. And, and so it's and just a. that is how and why they are ruining this country. Very much so. Mm-hmm. With their with their sock hops and their rock and roll records. Yeah. So sick of kids nowadays getting in their hot rod jalopies. Mm-hmm. And just causing a ruckus. They're always they're always causing a ruckus and making a mess at my uh, grocery store. Because they're just a pack of hooligans. So anyway, hooligans, greasers. It's a backyard hodgepodge of news, jokes, skits. Bonnie's done a few musical numbers, plate spinning. It's a variety show sort of thing. Yes. So anyway, let's do it. Uh, first topic. <laughs> titties. Uh, I've got them, as you can see, showing them off. Really proud. I grew these. Yes. Uh, tomorrow is week eighty that I have been on HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and this June will be the third year that I have been trans. So uh, good for me. Yes. There's one thing that uh, I like doing. It's making everything about. And uh, so I thought I'd show off the uh, the boobagers here, the water park that I now have, because this week, did you see about Twitch's uh, change in its rules? No, I think I heard something vaguely. Yeah, okay, so this is what happened. This past week, Twitch announced that... Uh, you could show titties and, and and ass. You could show nudity as long as it was artistic. And that was the rule that Twitch passed down, that you could show titties. And so I was all excited. And so what I was going to do for this episode was I was going to, you know, light a candle, maybe light some incense. You could show nudity as long as it's artistic. Yeah. Artistic. So what I was going to do at the beginning of this episode was I was going to light a candle. I was going to light some incense, dim the lights, put on some uh, copyright free. Yeah, some copyright free uh, classical music. So I don't know, Ave Maria in a loop. And then uh, just, uh, you know, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to have you take your shirt off. You, yeah. I was gonna have you take your shirt off because I'm not showing these babies. The only 
if you only uh, Ave Maria though, then I would have to do like a slow pan upwards. That's a good point. Know? That's a good point. I mean, you already are a really popular foot model. Yes. And the weird thing is, I'm kind of not joking. <laughs> because of that one video of yours that got a ridiculous amount of views. Oh, God, yes. I love that story. Uh, the state of the cow. The state of the cow. Yeah. Uh, so I was all excited to show some titty, but unfortunately, apparently once Twitch made this announcement, suddenly the most popular uh, category of Twitch stream wasn't gaming, it was art, and it was all just like titties and porn. Yeah. So Twitch quickly reversed on that. Oh. So uh, boobs aren't allowed again, which I think is, is sucks because I was really looking forward to, you know, having you show your titties. But apparently, you know, that got stopped. So there's that. So but that just a bit of up, news. That just brings up uh, something to my mind, like really kind of nostalgic. And maybe it even still yeah. exists. Do you remember way back in the early days of the internet, the naked news? Yes, yes, that's still a thing. That's still a thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Where women are slowly getting undressed while reading the actual news and are doing it real super serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's still actually a thing. And they are just Do you remember getting naked. Do you remember desktop strippers? Yes. I remember there were little tiny strippers that would live on the side of your uh, computer and would just take it off every like few minutes. Yes. I want that back. I want that back. Okay, so a bit of news for you, Bunny. Filmmaker Kevin Smith yes. has recently announced that he's currently hard at work on a brand on a script for a brand new Jay and Silent Bob movie. And before you say anything, Bunny, I think that I speak for the entire Hope on Film family when I say no, 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 filmmaker, no. Why? What what do you have against another Jay and Silent Bob movie? The man who made fucking tusks thinks, you know what I should make next? Jay and Silent Bob get hip replacement surgery. Yes. And it's like, dude. I I would I would like one of the weirdest fucking movies of all time. We don't need another Jay and Silent Bob. We don't need another. I would like to bank. see them getting old. I would really like to see Jay in a diaper. Yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry. I would like to see this, just like I want to see my Happy Days reunion. Yeah, just like happy I want to see reunion? my Happy Days reunion with Richie the Fonz, Ralph and Potsy in the retirement home, fighting. Their arch enemies, the remaining cast of Good Times, and then um, 
we gotta make uh we gotta Roseanne uh Chachi. Yeah. Because he's gone far right, so he can't be on the show. So we're gonna Roseanne him. And it's like, oh, what a great reunion here at Al's Diner. Too bad, uh too bad Chachi was hideously killed in Vietnam or uh the the Operation Desert Shield. Yes. And you know Very who sad. and you know who I would choose? I really, really really want to see Seth Green's interpretation of Chachi. Okay. Seth Green. Seth Green. Okay. That's odd. He's, but he's I'm, my, he's I'm okay my Chachi. With that. Huh? Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. So so just, a- just a quick side note, but, mm-hmm. which I should have mentioned after the Twitch thing, but there's something going on with my YouTube. I think I'm suspended or some. I, I'm not exactly sure, and I don't exactly care. Yeah. But it seems like they drudged up a, a bunny versus about JFK Jr., and now they won't publish any of my stuff anymore. No shit. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Fun they'll, they'll let me upload it, you know? But but yeah. it's like but but like how how can I care about this? How can I care when you when you decide to go back Christ, what, three years? Four years? Yeah. How far back do you have to go? When's the goddamn last time we did a bunny versus? Fucking forever ago. So you change your rules. Forever ago. You change your rules and I have to go over I have well over a thousand videos on YouTube. Yeah, I've got a crap ton. I don't remember what any of that shit is. <laughs> you move to Daily Motion and you start Bob's Dirtier Shorts. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Our, our uh, so that's it. I podcast. Wonder... So for people who've been wondering why they haven't been popping up on Facebook, that's why. And I'll probably oh, just start okay. uploading them directly to Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in other news, the band Kiss had its yes. final live concert. Thank God and good riddance. I can say that because I'm not a white man. Yes. However, not to miss an opportunity to fleece white men out of their money, Kiss has announced the creation of the virtual kiss band yeah which will tour virtually all over the globe to make sure that the fans of the band kiss will never stop giving the band kiss their money yes and let me just say i feel bad for the it guy who has to program them to make them virtually sexually assault drunk chicks. Yes, that's going to be difficult. Because what's a virtual? What's a, a virtual kiss without, you know, their uh, kisses a, a bunch of pieces of shit. They're a very white I, person band. Yeah, I, I I blame Kiss first off 
for being Kiss, okay? But then I also blame Kiss for all the fucking metal hair bands in the 80s. Yes. Yes. Just empty, <laughs> vacuous music. Just noise. Empty and vacuous, just like this week's movie. Yes. It's kind it, of this it's movie. Kind this of, week's movie is barely there. I, I think I think I like this one better than you, as opposed to last week. There are this... things I liked about this movie. Yeah. There are things I liked about it. I remember like a half hour into the movie going, those two should kiss. They're not going to, though. And then they did. Yeah. And I was like, wow, to... hot damn, it is 2023. Shit. But, but you've got to admit, okay, you've got to admit about this movie, fucking David Harbour just nailed it. Just nailed it. He was just a perfect Santa Claus. Who the fuck was you know, David Harbour in this? <laughs> Sorry, I went on to talk about a better movie. Oh, that one from last year. What was that movie called? <coughs> I saw that last year at this time. Violent Night? Yeah, that was it. It's, that it's movie is on Amazon. Jeannie and I watched that last night. That movie is literally, literally Die Hard with Santa Claus. Yes. That's all it is. It is 100%. Down to the, yeah, you and I, even though we don't know each other, we're going to have this yeah. touching conversation over the, over the walkie-talkies about ourselves. Yeah. It's like, this is just, it is literally diehard with Santa, and, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and, they, and they did it well, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But instead, we watched Speaking this. Speaking of Die Hard, funny. Yes. This was going to be the part of the podcast where I had planned on going into an intense, spirited rant about how the movie Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Because it should be about the film's plot and the filmmaker's intent and not the setting of the film. Well, see, where I fall down on this is when it comes up in a conversation, I like to get the temperature of the room, and whatever the room yeah. is thinking, my answer is the other. So, like, right now, yeah. my answer is totally, Chris Die Hard is totally a Christmas ah. movie. Okay, so I was going to say that Die Hard isn't a Granted, Christmas movie. it's a small movie. room. I was going to say that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie because something shouldn't be a Christmas movie just because it's set in Christmas. Like, you know what else is set in Christmas? Prometheus. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people saying, oh, man, let's watch Prometheus. I love the scene where Johnny Prometheus is like, hey, the ex-presidents are surfers yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but you don't even have to go for Christmas for that, man. You, you you just don't hear people say, 
hey, let's watch Prometheus. And it stops right yeah. there. I don't think anyone has ever said that. Yeah. yeah uh, like Iron Man 3. People aren't rushing to see Iron Man 3 every Christmas. Yeah. But then my asshole older brother Joe posted basically the exact same thing on his Facebook page. So fuck it. You are absolutely right, Bunny. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Iron Man 3, oh, Gremlins, Lethal mind. Weapon, it's not a Christmas Batman movie. Returns, Silver Linings Playbook, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Trading Places, Little Women, Eyes Wide Fucking Shut is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Who gives a shit? And also, words cannot express how much of a uh, of an ass at douche canoe uh dick waffle my brother he is yeah he is a freaking douchebag yes. so like i don't want people to think people to see this and go oh may lynn it's diehard and it, it, only because she is petty and bitter and angry about her brother no i i have been shit on by my brother my entire life and so every once in a while i get to rant about him so, uh, yeah, my favorite Christmas movie is, uh, it's a tie between Prometheus and Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm not Iron Man. And Iron Man yeah, Gremlins. It, Iron Man 3 is a good movie. Yeah. From the director of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And also, uh, Who is you know, Christmas obsessed. Yeah. Also, Jane, it's Jane not Black. a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's not a real Christmas. It's not Christmas in our house until Tom Cruise sneaks into an orgy. Yeah. That's really when the Christmas season begins in our house. Um, as everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, I have a question I'm pretty for sure, you. I'm pretty sure every one of Shane Black's movies was set at Christmas. Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, all of his movies are set in Christmas. Holy shit. Predator, remember all of the scenes in the snow? Uh, Last Action Hero. Okay, okay, Was but, that? But Predator. You don't know the Predator Monster Squad is classic Christmas film. Christmas time. Just because they're in a jungle, you don't know it's not Christmas. Okay, that is that is that is a solid. It could be Predator could be a Christmas film. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll get back to that. Bunny. Yes. I have a question for you, and it's going to sound. Silly, but I need you to take it seriously. That's what the baby powder's for. Okay, I need you to take this seriously. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I, I've asked this to a surprising amount of people, and uh, I've gotten a couple of different answers, but I'm interested to see your take on it. I don't know where this came from. I might have come up with this while I was high, but... um. This is going to sound strange. Please take it serious. Okay. Joe Rogan. Okay. Okay. 
He's recording the newest episode of his podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan's Fun Time Hijinks, I think, yeah. is the name of the podcast. I've, I've never seen the show, but as far as I can tell, he just shares recipes and yeah. cries yeah. about how much he misses the cast of news radio. And he's all about um, the raisin cookies. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So Joe Rogan is recording the newest episode of his podcast and completely seriously, 100% earnestly, he announces his new sponsor, Gamer Diapers. Gamer Diapers. You take gaming seriously. You shouldn't have to pause your game in the middle of you owning the noobs yeah. just to just to go number one or number two. You're a gamer and you don't have time for that. So try all new gamer diapers for men. Take their gaming seriously. Um, would you think that that product would be a success? Come here, man. Oh, uh, my, my. Hold on. My 12 year old has something to say. Yes, Maxwell? It would not be. It wouldn't be popular with women since. Well, it's gamer diapers for men, Maxwell. Yes. That's the whole thing. It wouldn't be popular with women who are professionals in gaming. When the popularity of. When the popularity of gamer diapers for men really takes off, then we can release a special gamer girl diapers. It's the exact same thing, except it's pink and it's a hundred and fifty percent price increase. Yeah, I, I think it has a chance of being successful. I think that if Joe it Rogan really plays it straight, on how serious people are with games. I mean, it's hard for me to say not being a serious gamer like that, but. You know, if you are, like, say, going on a raid and you have to take down a dragon and, you know, three of your teammates, they've already died. And if you lose this, you lose everything you have. And I got to pee. Yeah. You know, so so I can almost see. But but past that, okay. Past whether I actually think it's successful, I want to see this man. In, and particularly, I want to see white male diapers. I, I really want to see a bunch of Gamergate assholes sitting in front of their television wearing diapers and, and bitching about girls. Yeah. That is like... That right there is almost like a perfect snapshot. Yeah. Of every Here's the incel. Thing. Here's the thing. Um, I feel Hashtag like a lot not of people. All gamers. I think that a lot of people make this about the diapers, but I feel like it's not about the diapers. I feel like it's about Joe Rogan. 
that if you got okay. a product that was at its heart fucking stupid and you had Joe Rogan earnestly promoting it, what are the chances that this dumbass product would take off? So let me change it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to change it twice. Here's the first change. What if the guest on that episode was Elon Musk? And he said, oh, gamer diapers, how interesting. Uh, I think it has promise. Yeah. So suddenly uh, it's well, got... Well, because I could see Elon... Um, wow. Elon Roth. Wow, that's a mashup. Uh, I, I could see Elon Musk wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an unpleasant mental image. Yeah. But but it, I think it would be popular. I think you could get the stupidest fucking product in the world and if everyone hates it Except for two dumbasses, yeah, I think it would be successful for a large percentage of people in America. Let's let's uh, change it one more time. Make it slightly different. It's Alex Jones. Ten minute warning. Ten minute warning. Alex Jones. <laughs> I nailed that. Okay, so it's Alex Jones on his show, Infowars, and. He's like, okay, we're about to take a break. <laughs> I don't know why Alex Jones to me sounds so much like a 1980s professional wrestler. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. You're turning the freaking frogs gay. I don't think Alex so, Jones has the audience anymore. Ah, I mean, ah, but now here's that he's the thing. back on Twitter, let's see what the fuck happens, but. Here's the thing. We're not talking about gamer diapers anymore because, uh, uh, Alex Jones doesn't care about gamers. No, we're talking about alpha diapers for manly men. Yeah. I'm too busy working hard and providing for my family, and I don't have time to stop and take a piss. That's why I use alpha diapers for manly men. How popular do you think alpha diapers for manly men would be solely because of Alex Jones promoting it on his show. If we gave him Joe Rogan's audience, I would say extremely popular because because it, it's it's the same cult mentality for all the shit he sells. Yeah. And makes a lot of money selling. Yeah. Okay. Finally, uh, before time runs out, we're getting near the end of 2023, which means that it's time for film lovers to struggle to watch all the movies that they missed throughout the year. So we're going to do a rapid fire round. I saw seven different 2023 movies this week. Okay. Seven. And we're going to do a rapid fire round. I'm going to try and talk about all seven of them before the time runs out. Number one. Please don't destroy the funny, nerdy writers who have been for the last few years doing videos for Saturday Night Live. Got their own movie on Peacock. It's called Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. 
It is the most me movie of 2023. It is the most uh, the Pope on Filmish movie of 2023. It gets the Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar Award for 2023. Okay. It's bizarre and stupid, and I fucking loved it. Okay. It's one of those movies that is so weird and bizarre and dumb that by the end of the movie, when when an actor from Stranger Things gets stabbed to death by a cult leader, you're just rolling with it because it's been just absurdity after absurdity. It's a dumb, stupid movie, and I fucking loved it. I cannot. It's one of those films that's so uh, funny and dumb that I want everyone else in the family to watch it. Okay. It's it's, it's really good. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Second movie. Outlaw Johnny Black. This movie really went under the radar. This okay. movie was written, produced, directed, and starring Michael Jai White, who meant for this black Western film to be a spiritual sequel to Black Dynamite. Okay. And I find it shocking that Black Dynamite, such a popular uh, movie that was turned into a adult swim cartoon that Michael Jai White could release a sequel and nobody know about it, but it's a good movie. Okay. And it had funny moments. But sometimes you can parody something so good that it's not a parody. That's how I feel about the movie Alien Trespass. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien Trespass. So he meant to do a... So when I went and saw Outlaw Johnny Black, I was expecting a tongue-in-cheek, rapid-fire, hysterical Western comedy. No, it's just a Western. It's a pretty serious fucking Western with some funny moments in it. And I was shocked by that. It's a good Western, but it's not Black in any way a spiritual sequel to the outlaw Johnny to uh, Black Dynamite. One part I did like is in the beginning when they were going to hang the outlaw Johnny Black and they were reading his numerous crimes. One of them was Kung Fu treachery, oh. which is a uh, Black Dynamite reference that I love. It was nice to see the gang back together because uh most of the people from Black Dynamite were in Outlaw Johnny Black, and I liked that. So that was nice. Godzilla minus one. Holy fucking shit. Really? Holy fucking shit. This was the best Godzilla movie I have ever seen. At the end of the film, I was legit crying. It, it blew me away. Finally, they made a Godzilla film where, yeah, like most Godzilla films, it's mostly adults and then some monsters and then more adults and then some monsters. But they made the adult A story that wraps around the Godzilla B story. They made the A story so fucking good. 
really? that I was just blown away. I loved the characters. I loved the setting. It was amazing and serious. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. I fucking loved it. I cannot recommend Godzilla minus one enough. It was a serious movie that happened to be a Godzilla film. And I effing love it. Cannot recommend it enough. Talk to me. This is a weird-ass movie. It's an okay. Australian horror film. Um, it wasn't, a, like, the best horror movie I've seen in the year, but the thing that I really liked about it was, okay, so you've got this hand, and it has magical powers, and you can use it to summon the dead, and so all of these teenagers are summoning dead people, and they're filming it, and they're putting it online, and Everyone's laughing about it and people think that it's fake. There are so many horror movies that come out that don't have social media. And one good thing that I liked about Talk to Me is, yeah, if there was supernatural shit going on and teenagers had access to it, yeah, they would be this fucking dumb. Yeah. So I liked that about Talk to Me. That was a good movie. Uh, Bottoms. Okay. This gets... The movie Bottoms gets the Booksmart Award for 2023. It is a coming-of-age lesbian teen high school comedy about two unpopular lesbians that start a fight club in their high school in a bizarre attempt to have sex with cheerleaders. Okay. And it was really fucking funny. I wish it had come out when I was in high school. It might have cracked my egg sooner. I really like bottom. Yeah. It is funny. By the end, when people start dying left and right, like, it's still really funny, and you really like it. I saw Dick's The Musical. Okay. It's two gay dudes who make a musical about two straight dudes. And I like the fact that these two gay guys play the straight dudes because, you know, they always do that during awards season. Oh, this straight person, so brave to play a gay man yes. in a movie. So here are two gay guys pretending to be straight. It is absolutely bizarre. Bowen Yang, the gay actor from SNL, plays God. Um. I don't know. I don't know if anybody could top Boys. Neil Patrick How Neil Patrick Harris in uh, the Harold and Kumar movies. That is playing yes, some motherfucking straight shit. Yeah, I can. Dick's the musical is very much a cult movie waiting to happen. I can absolutely see going to see that at like midnight, and a bunch of gay people are Rocky horroring it up. There it is. And seconds. then of course, and then of course, the other movie that we I saw this year this week is It's a Wonderful Knife, which we will be talking about on the third half of our show. But right now, we are done with our monologue, and we are moving on to our second half, which is our educational segment. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about uh, uh, a, a musical I'm working
Eddie, Bob, down to Crazy Bob, Eddie, the man who's got most everything. Bob, stereo sound, Bob, his audio selection, Wally with your perfection. Bob, he's the man with all the lowest prices around. So come on down and put him to the test. See whose prices really are the best. Who fix you up with the sound of your place and guarantee a smile upon your face. When you think you're ready, down to Crazy Eddie, the man who's got most everything, a stereo sound. And so the story's told across the whole wide world, Crazy Eddie will not ever be undersold. Need a new stereo, color TV, CB? Call 645-1196 for the most ridiculous prices ever during Crazy Eddie's Christmas sale. In August? Huh, look at this. Certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm, not, not frustrating, that's good. Guess I just pull here and, uh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it.
You are now in a world. It's the death of Richie, the special edition. The Death of Richie is a 1977 made-for-TV movie, and now, with The Death of Richie Special Edition, now out on Blu-ray and DVD, you can watch The Death of Richie as it was originally meant to be. Gone are all of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place, is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the Death of Richie Special La Bamba Edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is, just Isai Morales yelling for Richie. Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do! And now with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. <laughs> That's right, Isai Morales! Richie! It's the death of Richie. The Special Edition. in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it, I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible. The headline is USA and Mexico. Uh, all right, keep a positive attitude towards this. I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. The relative caught up Trump at the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go Trump, go, baby, build that beautiful wall. So happy to be a brown-skinned individual the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. Like, man, they make sure put their sights on me first. Like, I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. Start saying y'all. Be like water and come back next week or I'll kick your ass.
Angel Falls, I give you Christmas. The lights are so pretty. This is perfect. What did you eat? still haunts me. Time to let that go. No one cares. Everyone would be better off if I was never born. Did you see that? Did the power go up? Oh my god. I stood under the aurora and said everyone would be better off if I never existed. Well wish granted. Angel strikes every couple of weeks. How can that be? Do I know you? It's Winnie, you know that. Okay. This her? Hi. Hi, I'm Henry Waters. You're safe now. He's not gonna get you. No one in this town knows me. Who are you? Dad. You weren't around to stop him, so he just kept going. He likes killing. I'm here now. Let's have some fun. Hey, you. Hey. Merry Christmas. We gotta stop him. And get my life back. You'd be safe now. Please. And here we go. Yeah. Yay. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. And my friend Tim is here. Tim Caldwell. Hi, Tim. Uh, I'd just like to take this step. Oh, wow, we've got the countdown already. Oh, no. minute warning already. We wow. haven't been to happen a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't done a, a historical segment in a while, so that's that's okay. Uh, by the way, Tim of Something Suave Theater, post in the chat where you can be found, Tim. Not that yes. anybody else is watching. Oh, oh. All right, go ahead. Yes. Yes. If you're like me, and I know I am, 
you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't? It's it's not sweeping the nation. It's gently nudging the nation. Yes. But only the real fans, the hardcore fans, who have been with us since day one, back when we were a zine yes. in the 90s when we first started. Uh, only the real true fans would know uh, the two main facts about the both of us. Yes. The two main and totally really real and not made up on the spot facts about you, you and I, America's hottest podcasting couple, the the newest will they or won't they, the next Sam and Diane, it's funny and may lit. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, funny, the first fact, which is about you, is that when you are not doing the podcast, and I don't think a lot of people know this, you are a celebrated skateboarder. Now tell us, Bunny, yes. what made you want to become a, a celebrated skateboarder at such a late part of your life? I'm tired of fucking walking. I, I'm just, yes. you know, I, 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 I've had it with walking. And then I found that I can do some really just totally rad tricks like the triple indie which as far as i know i i I am the only uh senior skateboarder who does the triple indie you know it's you and uh it's you and uh uh, anthony hawk yes yes now that he's older he doesn't go by tony he's anthony hawk yeah most most skateboarders my age have to use two skateboards so yes. that they can get the walker on them. You know, yeah. so if that's difficult no, using a walker no triple to uh, looking at myself on this tiny screen here and uh, on the screen, it's a shame that you can't show titties anymore on uh, Twitch because. You know, I could have whipped them out, and then yeah. it, it, it would have been a fun time for everyone. But they had to go back on their ruling, so you're not going to see these babies, yeah, uh, unless you buy me a hamburger. I'm a pretty easy date. I am a pretty easy date. Just get me a hamburger and fries, and then I'll be yours. So that's the first fact. The second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is the part of the show where I get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know that well, and reworded by my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of historic approximations, or as we like to call it, HAP! HAP. And once again, for those of you playing along at home, uh, in a Pope on Film Fantasy League, it's spelled capital H, capital A, but small p. Okay, yeah. you got to put the small p in. The, the small p, the p is vital to the basic ebb and flow of the entire podcast. America runs on Duncan. The GOP runs on corruption. I run on coffee. My wife runs on weed. And this podcast runs on p. Also, for years, this segment uh, was named Steve's Historic Approximations, or SHAP, as we like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wanted us to or not. However, a dead name is dead for a reason, and so we are moving on now 
our last half was uh i lost my spot okay there you go it was a couple of episodes ago specifically it it was episode this was at this is episode 469 which means that we have done 468 episodes before this one yeah. don't question it what are you going to do go back and look you don't have time for that so just yeah. take our words for it this is our 469th episode and our last half was episode 463, so a few episodes ago. We discussed Andrew Jackson and his gross-ass, giant, unrefrigerated wheel of cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, Eleanor, that's gross. A giant, unrefrigerated wheel of cheese. And this was back in the early days of the White House when it was still a swamp. Can you imagine? Just a big-ass wheel of cheese just sitting around. And then he has a party, and he just has everyone go and just take chunks of the cheese and, with their hands and eat it. Can you imagine this cheese has just been sitting out in a swamp land? Yeah. And then people are just grabbing it with their dirty-ass fucking, I don't know, 1800s hands. It is gross to think about. And you know that people back then didn't wipe properly. It is gross to think about. Yes. About Andrew Jackson and his giant unrefrigerated wheel of cheese. And I specifically mentioned the pre-Hamilton rock musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Yes. Which came out before Hamilton. And people are like, what? They got Andrew Jackson and turned it into a musical? How silly. No musical about a... Uh, a historical person, our founding father, will ever be a smash commercial success. And I, I mentioned about how perhaps the musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson could have been more successful and could have been spiced up with a bit of cheese-related songs. Yes. Like, what if someone played the cheese? No. You know? You add a cheese character to it. That maybe the cheese is the narrator because he sees everything. He's just sitting in the White House. Yes. Being gross, being sweaty cheese. And at the so end of the Jackson administration, the yeah. cheese so stood alone. I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like to think that this half that we're doing right now is sort of a spiritual sequel or perhaps a distant cousin to our Andy Jackson's cheese hat from a few episodes ago. So we are going to be talking. What is our what is happening on half this week? It is about a Jack the Ripper type attacker who prowled the streets of London way back in the day. But before we get to that, which is the main plot, the A story yeah. of this week's half. I'd like to focus a little bit on the B story. I want to talk about a musical. This spiritually ties this happened with the Andrew Jackson cheese one, because I did mention a lot about the musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson in that last one. So, uh, Bunny, I'm sure that thanks to Tim Burton being obsessed with me and focusing solely on making movies about things that I like, Ed yes. Wood, Mars Attacks comic strips, uh, how fucking depressing Dumbo is, that I 
I, I'm assuming you have, but I still need to ask, have you seen and what are your thoughts on the musical Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? I really have a problem with the audio on it. Okay, because I'm old. Okay. Because they start fucking whispering to each other. I can't hear a goddamn thing. So, it's not a favorite movie of mine, mostly because of that reason. Uh, other than that, okay. from there trying to remember... He took too much of the fun out of the story. Yes. yes. I feel. It, honestly, Sasha if Baron you're going... Cohen, though, I, I like if you're much. going, If you're going to watch Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, I suggest tracking down the recording of the original Broadway version starring Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather watch I that, much, copy of that much larger and cheaper version of Sweeney Todd than watching the Johnny Depp version. Yeah. I mean, he's making a musical and then going home to his bed that has shit. Mm -hmm. Just going to put that out there. I will now be thinking about this for every uh, Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Hey, I'm, it, it, sorry. It, it, I'm sorry. You've been in some weird-ass relationships, and so have I. Okay? Yes. In a relationship when you're fighting, is it really that far out of line to shit in somebody's bed? Come on. Come on. That's a good point. I think she's That's catching, a good point. I, I really think she's catching way, way too much flack for that trial, Amber Heard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think she deserves yeah. it. As this far as is... I see it, Johnny Depp lost in England. She lost here. It's a fucking tie. They're both nuts. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, it's the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Some people are fans of King Kong. Most people are fans of Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, you get different. This has always been my belief. People assume that because I have the Church of Ed Wood, that I am a huge Johnny Depp supporter. And I really hated when the trial was going on. So many people would contact me and go, hey, Reverend May Lynn, how are you doing? Hey, man, this Johnny Depp trial is so crazy. Isn't that Amber Heard a fucking bitch who should burn in hell? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. He had a drug addiction problem and was abusive and crazy. She also had some problems and was abusive and crazy. They were both equally abusive and crazy, but you like one above the other because you didn't like her and Aquaman, but you loved him when he had fucking scissors from her hands. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing is about. So it's yeah. just ridiculous. And, uh, you want to know something weird? This has nothing to do with our hat, but I need to mention this. So uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, back when he was younger, he dated supermodel Kate Moss. Now, okay. the like 50-year-old fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe he's 49, 
Maybe he's 53. I don't know. He's dating Kate Moss's younger 25-year-old sister. That's fucked up. That's yeah, This is kind of gross. That's really fucked up. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Okay? It, it, I know. It would be weird. Well, you know, give it another 10 years, it'll be her daughter. Ew. By Ew. that time, her daughter will be old enough. Okay, here's something that happened to me this week. Uh, <laughs> so, Woody Allen was 100 years interview. from now, you go back through your family album, and you're like, there's great-great-grandmother, and there's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's <laughs> great-grandmother, there's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this week, Woody Allen was interviewed by, like, some French TV show. I don't know. But he was interviewed, and he said, Oh, right now, New York is being ruined by a massive plague of bicyclists. Oh, my God. There are bicyclists everywhere. You look in New York City. It's one of the worst things to happen in to New York City. And some people were dunking on him. And so I got on Twitter and I made this piece of paper and it, it said, uh, the worst things to happen to New York City by me, Woody Allen. Number one, bicycles. Too yeah. many of them. Number two, they closed down all of my favorite porn theaters in Times Square. Yeah. Number three, prudish New Yorkers who don't like it when people marry their daughters. I I, I, I must say I am sorry. I I am a little sad about the porn theaters in Times Square, but go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. And number four, 9-11, I guess. Yeah. And uh, what I learned, I started getting attacked online. Apparently, there are a lot of Woody Allen apologists out there. Really? Yeah. And I was surprised. There are a lot of people. I would be surprised if they were all just alt accounts for fucking the actual Woody Allen, but they all said the same thing. Woody Allen never married his daughter. Uh, uh, Soon Yi was the adopted child of Mia Farrow and another man. He was never the the actual father of him. And also, you know, love is love is love. And yeah, there are fucking Woody Allen apologists out there. Yeah, And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting attacked by people who are obsessed with, I don't know, fucking Annie Hall. Yeah. And you okay. start splitting hairs on technicalities I... like that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, It's still freaking okay, creepy. Regardless of who's on the adoption certificate, it's still creepy as fuck. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so here's the story. Sweeney Todd, as a character, first appeared in a Victorian Penny Dreadful a.k.a. old-timey British pulp novels. Uh, in 1846, the story was called The String of Pearls. Ooh. Ooh. 
so then they turned that into a play and then another play. And then, bada bing and yada yada, uh, Sweeney Todd becomes a popular fictional character. In 1979, Stephen Sondheim turned it into a musical about a barber hell-bent on revenge strolling Fleet Street. That name again, Fleet Street, where uh, Sweeney Todd was looking for revenge. And while he's out to get revenge on one person, he starts killing a bunch of other people. Where is he killing them, Bunny? Fleet Street. Fleet Street! Let's yes. all remember that, okay? Fleet Street! Yes. Okay. So. I, I, I know all of the music from Sweeney Todd that was in the commercial that played all the time. Yeah. They were, and then they did some ads where they didn't let people know that it was a musical. And yeah. I love it when Hollywood does that. Mean Girls... The musical and The Color Purple, the musical, are about to come out as movies. And when you see the previews, they're hardly showing any fucking musical numbers because they know that if people see it's a musical, they won't fucking go. <laughs> and I love that. People yeah. don't know, didn't know that the Sweeney Todd movie, a lot of people didn't know that it was a musical. I thought that was fucking hilarious. So put a pin on Sweeney Todd, the Pope on film, keeping the pin industry alive since 2014. Jack the Ripper. Immortalized in his own musical, I am, of course, talking about the legendary musical Saucy Jack, a right. rock opera written by one of the greatest guitarists in the world, yes. Nigel Tufnell. Yeah. He killed Jack the Ripper, killed people in London in 1888, and this half, is not about him. Okay. Because I have a story that's so much better. Because about 200-ish years before Jack the Ripper killed women, there was another. Uh-oh. Another attacker who would wander the streets of London looking for lonely, unaccompanied women to terrorize and in some vague way, this story that I'm going to be telling is a sort of precursor to Jack the Ripper. A sort of Saucy Jack prequel, if you will. Yeah. This Secret is the story. Origin. Yeah, in a way. This is the story of Whipping Tom. Okay. And I am going to try and not mention my ex who's not an ex whose name was Tom, throughout this entire half, and you're going to be proud of me, Bunny, because I won't be mentioning Tom at all. Even though this is called Whipping Tom, I'm not talking about Tom, my ex, who's not my ex. Tom. that This is a, about something else. I don't mention my Tom every time. Yes. I say the word Oh, I can talk about Tom and Jerry without talking about how fact, uh, I don't my Tom broke my heart. In. Yeah, you don't even know who I'm I talking about because I never mentioned it. No. Especially in halves. Especially in halves. So let's just move on. The earliest known recorded attack by Whipping Tom occurred in London in 1681. And you remember Jack the Ripper, he attacked people in 1888. So this is way before yeah. Jack the Ripper. There was another attacker, Whipping Tom. 
also known as Harby for some unknown reason. It sounds like a it sounds like a Furby you bought on Wish.com. Yeah. It sounds like a T-Move Furby <laughs> that you bought for 97 cents because they can just they can just sell you things for ridiculously cheap and it's fine because you know it's gonna break because it's T-Move. Yeah. A Furby, a Furby yeah. that's seen a few thrift shops. Yeah, yeah. A Kirkland Furby. <laughs> that's a Harby. I have no idea why uh Whipping Tom also went by the name Harvey. Uh, but anyway, we're going to move on from that. I, I'm going to be calling him Whipping Tom and not Harvey because Harvey is fucking stupid. And Whipping Tom <laughs> just sounds so much cooler. So Whipping Tom would roam the streets of London looking for unaccompanied women. And he would grab them. And what would Whipping Tom do, Bunny? He would whip them. He'd spank the shit out of those women. Okay. And run the fuck away. He was a serial spanker. A British serial spanker attacking London in 1681. How do we not talk about this (laughs) 24-7? Fuck Jack the Ripper. I want to talk about whipping Tom. You know? Yeah. I never I never got to whip Tom, but there was a time in, in a hotel room. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, whipping Tom would find lonely women walking alone, pull up their dresses, and spank the shit out of them. Sometimes he would use his hand. Sometimes he would use a rod or a whip of some time, of some kind. And Whipping Tom got the name because he attacked so many women. That was just the name they gave the attacker, Whipping Tom. His name wasn't Tom, but that was just the name that they gave him. I guess like a peeping Tom. Yeah. This is a whipping Tom. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, Donald Trump would be a raping Tom. Raping Tom. Yeah. Raping Tom. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's the best part. Here's my favorite part. Sometimes, Whipping Tom. He would find a woman, lift up their skirt, smack their ass, and then yell, Spanko! (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you something. You should not, I'm not saying this from experience, but if you're thinking that it would be funny to start spanking, randomly spanking your significant other, like say if you're in the... um, bedroom together or passing each other in the hallway or say you're in the kitchen and you just see your partner's butt and you spank it and you yell spanko uh yeah. maybe you shouldn't do that because they will get really fucking pissed at you <laughs> they will start hating spanko but so like, just but like did he have because because in this period of time did he have like some kind of a a costume like did he wear a mask he looked Was exactly like the killer from this week's movie it's a wonderful knife yeah which was uh the plan for the original scream ghost face outfit but they went really? with a black costume instead yeah I-, I didn't add that to the film notes so i wrote it uh over there in the corner yes. in the chat for those of you who are watching this on twitch but um, then 
after he spanked the woman and yelled, Spanko! He, he, Whipping Tom would simply disappear. He would leave the scene of the crime so quickly, so fast, without a single trace, that some Londoner started believing that Whipping Tom was of supernatural origin. How the fuck are we not talking about this 24-7? How? Why has there been no Whipping Tom movies? Whipping Tom was of supernatural origins. He was a supernatural British serial spanker. This, okay. this movie writes itself. Is that in Tobin's Spirit Guide? <laughs> this, this is uh, it, like a Johnny Depp's going to make a guide. What? We can get Johnny Depp to make a movie about it. It instead of from hell, it can be from spank. Yes, and it will be from, about Johnny from, Depp from heck, <laughs> from heck. Yeah, and Johnny Depp's trying to track down Whipping Tom. Oh, here's the best part. I haven't said the best part. I thought the best part was Spanko, but here's the best part. Uh, whipping Tom spanked so many women that get this. The men of London started dressing as women and patrolling the streets of London where whipping Tom attacks occurred in hopes of drawing him out okay. so they could catch him. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck. You do that now and they'll fucking arrest you because, yeah. oh, trans, drag queens. But back in the day, how are we going to catch this whipping Tom? A ghostly phantom demon serial lady spanker terrorizing the streets of London. I know. Get me a dress. Fucking love this story. Women started carrying weapons with them as they walked. And men would dress as women wearing women's clothes and walking around the areas that Whipping Tom would operate in in the hopes of catching Whipping Tom. This is an insane bye, story. Thank you. Yes. Bye, Tim. Au revoir. Arrgh. That's how uh, pirates would say goodbye to, this, to each <laughs> other. Arrgh. That's how British pirates. Yeah. would say goodbye. This is an insane story. In fact, since the story of Whipping Tom happened 200-ish years before the Jack the Ripper attacks occurred, I just thought, you can't rule out the possibility that Jack the Ripper was actually like a copycat. Yeah. So the way I see it now is like some dude in 1888 in London is like, oh man, I've been obsessed with this Whipping Tom story. I'm going to do it, too. Yeah, I'm going to walk around London. Uh, oh, there's an, there's an unsuspecting woman walking unaccompanied. I'm going to sneak up behind her and spank her. Spank! Ah, oh, shit. I, that was my knife hand. Fuck! Mm -hmm. I ended up stabbing her. I meant to just spank her. Well, I'm not a quitter. Stab, 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 stab. The London police, the constables, the bobbies, whatever, they were unable to capture Whipping Tom. And so the people of London started complaining and protesting 
How can we trust the police to save our lives when they're unable to stop whipping Tom? Eventually, two men were arrested and tried for the whipping Tom attacks. And here's the worst part of the story. That's the end of the story. There are no records that have survived that explain what happened to Whipping Tom. Okay. We don't know if the two people who fought did it. We don't know if they were punished. We don't know if, I don't know, they were given the stocks or flogging. I don't, I, we have no fucking idea what happened. And that's messed up. Yes. Fuck D.B. Cooper. I want to know what happened at the Whipping Tom trials, but uh, there are no records of the Whipping Tom trials. And so that was it. Or was it? Okay. No, that was the end of the story. What was it, though? Yeah, that was the end of the story. Psych! Because 31 years later, Whipping Tom would strike again! In 1712, another whipping Tom, a copycat spanker, came along. Okay. And on this other whipping Tom, whipping Tom 2, two whipping two Tom. Yeah. Uh, he, he would once again attack women, this time in a small village outside of London. I'm thinking whipping Tom 2, the return of El Spanko. Yes. It was a copycat spanker. The second whipping Tom attacked around 70 women, which is freaking impressive. Seven zero women. Wow. Uh, before a man named Thomas Wallace was arrested and confessed to the attacks. Now, here's uh, the thing. Uh, um, uh, a local man named Thomas Wallace was arrested oh, oh. and confessed I, I heard to the attacks. Oh no. <laughs> nice though. Thomas Ballas. They 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 used to call him Ballas Wallace. Yeah. And that's what led him to become a copycat spanker. Here's 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 the thing. Here's the tiny thread that connects this whole convoluted half together and ties it to our last half. Okay? Are you ready? The first whipping Tom. Yes. He would hit the El Spanko on the women. Where? In and around Fleet Street. Ah. Uh -huh. Here's the pitch. It's a musical parody of Sweeney Todd. I'm calling it Whipping Todd, the Demon Spanker of Fleet Street. Okay. It's a musical parody, a, a Sweeney Todd parody, Whipping Tom. We get the deep ass, I tell the tale of Whipping Tom. He spanked asses and his dick was long. You know, I, I'm still working on the lyrics. But this is, this is going to be a huge hit, and I'm, I'm already accepting. Uh, money for people who want to back the show. I'm thinking, I the type of musical I'm thinking about for Whipping Tom, I want it to be a massive musical. I want to get, a, a, I'm thinking Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. 
I want my whipping yeah. Tom to fly because people did think that he had supernatural origins. So we're going to have to do a lot of rope work. A lot of people are going to get hurt, Spider-Man style. Yes. But that's the price I'm willing to pay. Hurting other people is the price I'm willing to pay for good theater. Yeah. I'm willing to have other people suffer for my own. So yeah, I'm accepting donations. Uh, linked, I'm on Linktree, Maylin McAwesome. You can find my Venmo there. Venmo me the money. This is going to be huge. It's going to make you so much money. This is going to be the next, uh, well, the next Sweeney Talk. Yes. And the next Carry the Musical, and the next Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Yes. I'm pretty sure I can get Bono to write all the music. If he well, did the fucking we, we just have to get in touch with George Santos, and he'll get it all set up for us. That's a good point. George Santos knows everybody. Yes. Yeah, okay. Good, good plan. So that is it for half this week. Whipping Tom, the demon spanker of Fleet Street. See, this is why this half is a spiritual uh, distant cousin to bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson and his gross-ass cheese. Because bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson would be better if there was a cheese character. And Sweeney Todd would be better if we could get Whipping Tom in there. So that's why I'm working on the musical. It's going to be huge. You You know who I think would make a great Whipping Tom? Whoever that fucking guy is that everyone hates now from um, Ben Platt. We're going to get Ben Platt to play Whipping Tom. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, he he was in um, that musical about the fucking teenager who tried to kill himself by jumping off a tree. Who the fuck does that? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I forgot his fucking... I forgot the play's fucking name. Dear Evan Hansen! Okay. Okay. Dear Evan Hansen. Evan Hansen tries to kill himself by jumping off a tree. Jesus Christ. It's like you're not even trying to kill yourself. (laughs) Man, start slitting your wrists like the rest of us. So um, So I'm just going to rerun the breaking trailer. I'm fine with that. All right. I don't have the most for this movie, but um, I have a little bit for this movie. Uh, I I do want to workshop some possible follow-ups. Okay. With you, buddy. Some possible follow-ups to to uh, our movie this week. It's a wonderful knife. But before we get to that, that is it for our half this week. I hope you have learned something. And we will see you next time for more educationally uneducational fun with historic appro- I almost called it Steve's historic approximations. Historic approximations, or as we like to call it, and cut on that. Funny. It is time to move on Wait, to our third. I'm uh, on that. <laughs> huh? All right, I'm cut on that. Okay, yes, you are cut on that. Uh, But we're still on, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Because there's a lag. There's a lag on my side. Okay, so we're going to take a break. It might be the same break as before. That's fine. You don't mind. 
if you're watching this show, there's a good chance you're high anyway. So, yes. Uh, so you won't mind. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this week's movie, the new. This came out last month. The new film, It's a Wonderful Night, which I like the general concept of. Yeah. But hold it, it, we'll hold get it. There. we're we'll almost get there. there. We're almost there. Yeah. But I think before we get there, we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Uh, you know what, Bunny? Williamsburg, I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film. There's <laughs> there's a bit for the fans. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Why aren't more people watching this? Look at those. Look at those. I grew those. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film after <laughs> these commercial messages. Do 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 and break. Color TV, CB, call 645-1196 for the most ridiculous prices ever during Crazy Eddie's Christmas sale. In August? Huh, look at this. Certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm, not, not frustrating. That's good. I guess I just pull here and, uh... Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Okay.
The Death of Richie, the special edition. 
The Death of Richie is a 1977 made-for-TV movie, and now, with the Death of Richie Special Edition, now out on Blu-ray and DVD, you can watch The Death of Richie as it was originally meant to be. Gone are all of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the Death of Richie Special La Bamba Edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is, just Isai Morales yelling for Richie. Richie! Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do! And now with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. <laughs> That's right, Isai Morales. Richie! It's the death of Richie, the special edition. these posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs people are horrible the headline is USA and Mexico uh, all right positive attitude towards this I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. And the relative brought up Trump at the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go Trump, go, baby, build that beautiful wall. I'm so happy to be a brown-skinned individual in the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. Like, man, they make sure put their sights on me first. It's like I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all. Be like water and come back next week or I'll kick your ass.
Angel Falls, I give you Christmas. The lights are so pretty. This is perfect. What did you eat? still haunts me. Time to let that go. No one cares. Everyone would be better off if I was never born. Did you see that? Did the power go up? Oh my god. I stood under the aurora and said everyone would be better off if I never existed. Well wish granted. Angel strikes every couple of weeks. How can that be? Do I know you? It's Winnie. You know that. Okay. This her? Hi. Hi, I'm Henry Waters. You're safe now. He's not gonna get you. No one in this town knows me. Who are you? Dad. You weren't around to stop him, so he just kept going. He likes killing. I'm here now. Let's have some fun. Hey, you. Hey. Merry Christmas. We gotta stop him. I'm gonna get my life back. You'd be safe now. Please. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. What? I'm not eating mac and cheese during the recording of the podcast. You are. That's right. Let me just say something. It it upsets me how now everywhere you go, you see Travis Kelsey. Yes. He's doing all these commercials and he's promoting all these things and you see him everywhere. Is he a good football player? Is he a bad football player? I don't fucking know. He's only famous because he's dating um, America's premier white woman, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, he even released a brand of microwavable food called Travis Kelsey's Kitchen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to eat food from the man who's dating Taylor Swift. Isn't that ridiculous? And, and I'm just having such a hard time ducking news. Oh, my God. That's it? He released a burnt ends mac and cheese, and it's jumbo macaroni and a cheddar cheese sauce with seasoned beef brisket burnt ends. This shit is so fucking good. Yeah. And it's pissing me off because it's Travis Kelsey's like a microwavable food brand. But it's so 
fucking good, buddy. I got it for free. It was given to me, and I'm like, ah, it was free. Whatever, I'll make it. I don't know, you know, give him a it's chance. So What's good. he doing oh, with the money from it? You know, it could be a, a modern day oh. Newman zone. It's so fucking good. Uh, I love this shit. I'm kind uh, of ashamed uh, that I'm eating uh, uh, that I'm eating uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's mac and cheese. Yeah. Where so fucking good. Oh man. I I'm just annoyed that I have no choice but to know about this person. Like like it's forced on me and just because they're dating a person who I also don't really want to know about. You know? Yeah. But I haven't been able to help it. I know way too much about these people that I'm not terribly interested in. And, like, let me just clarify this, okay? Nothing against either one of them, all right? Yeah. But I just turned this, turned 60. I'm running in a fucking hard drive space, okay? It's not worth storing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm old, too. I just turned uh, 34. Yeah. For all you know. And so there's that. But oh wait a second. Wait a second. What time is it? It's time, bunny! It's time. It's time. Yes, bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to sashay our way into the third half of the big shoe. And it is said third half, wherein we finally and eventually discuss our movie of the week. And since it's almost Christmas, we are getting into the spirit by discussing the 2023 holiday slasher. It's a wonderful knife. This is a comedy slasher flick. It came out in theaters November 10th. So this is a of this year. So this is a new movie. It just came out. I'm still yeah. not used to movies coming out like this. Yeah. I'm not used to going to the theater to see Five Nights at Freddy's liking it and then being able to see it at home. Legally. Yeah. Because it also came out as streaming. And I'm so weirded out at the fact that a movie can come out in November and then just be released for people to watch at home in December. Because when Ed Wood came out in 1994, I had to wait until 1995 for it to be available as a rental, and then another year to be able to purchase it. Yeah. So the movie came out in 94, but I, I couldn't buy it until 96. So what I did is in 95, I rented it on VHS, and then I put it on the TV, and then I got a camcorder and filmed my TV so I could have my own copy of Ed Wood. And my mom sneezed during one scene. And to this day, if I watch Ed Wood, there's one part where it, it deep inside my head, I hear my mom sneeze. Yes. That's fucking yes. weird. Yes. That's fucking weird. I hear I hear my mom's 
I'm haunted by my mother's phantom screams. Yes. I miss my mother very much. She's not dead. She's in Phoenix. But what's the difference? Am I right, ladies? Yes. I miss Phoenix. I grew up in Phoenix and I miss it, which is why sometimes, you know, I'll just get home and I'll I'll turn the heater up to 118. And then, you know, of course, my kids start complaining. Yeah. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, parts of the house are melting. We'll fucking buckle up. Yeah. Because we're all going to Metro Center Mall. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Funny. What are your thoughts on this week's move? Uh, well, I liked it more than you from what I'm sort of picking up, which I find kind of funny. Uh, I, I, I think it was cute. I don't think okay. it ever, I don't think it ever, like, gets over. You know what I mean? Like, it never, yeah. it never makes the turn where it's actually good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's cute. It's kind of cute. If, you know, if some people liked it, I would be like, yeah, okay, I wouldn't disrespect them for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, There are it, things it, I like about like, this it's movie. Like a, it's like a, a, a high myth. Okay. Okay. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Mostly harmless. Mostly harmless. That is how I would rate this film. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie, but it's also not a good movie. But also, we've watched some pretty fucking yeah. shitty Christmas movies on yeah. this podcast. Over the last nine years, we watched some fucking shit. If I had to watch an American Christmas Carol and this, I'd pick this. Oh, that, that, that makes me... I need. Did we ever cover Last Christmas? No, but that movie's so fucking dumb. We have, I don't think we watched it. But I've mentioned it a million times because, spoiler alert, if you've ever heard the Wham! song Last Christmas, you know the whole plot of the movie because the plot of the movie, spoiler alert, is in the first two lines of the fucking song. Because I was... I was Last uh... Christmas, I gave you my heart. That's been... the twist of this fucking movie, and I groaned yeah. so fucking hard. Yeah, but I've 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 was re I've been reorganizing all of my media so that the Plex can pick it up better. Okay, yeah. So like, all the Creeds look like Creed movies now, instead of how they recognize this really weird shit before. And I came across yes. a movie that just said LC. And I then like, we, I don't know what the fuck may, this movie is. Huh? Maybe, maybe we were going to watch it one Christmas, but we didn't. Hold on, I've got last year's notes right here. Hold on, let me get last year's notes. Uh oh, man, they're right. How, why aren't people not watching this more? I got my amazing boobs like right here. Okay, here you go. 
So this was my notebook from last year. What did we watch last year? Okay, American Graffiti. And then we watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then we watched Hell on the Shelf last year. Yeah. That. That was shit. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey? No? Yeah, that was the Jim Carrey one. Hate that movie. And then we did uh, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. I think we were going to do it last year. We just ran out of time. Yeah. But but so now I'm trying to categorize it. It's just marked LC. So now I have to like actually watch some of it to get to the title. But now I'm also figuring, you know, in my movie collection, you know, sometimes I forget a name and like I see the first fucking scene and I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. You know? Yeah. And I'm just watching through it and I just have like no memory of this movie whatsoever. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, it looks like a movie we would have done for the show. But I was afraid my mind has just rejected it completely. That yeah. was my fear. That's why I want. Yeah, pretty sure that. we just pretty sure we just didn't do it. Shit, we should have done it this year. Bunny, I apologize for two Shutter originals back to back. I did not know that this week's movie was a Shutter original. Yeah. This movie did not do gangbusters in the box office. It came out in under 1,000 theaters, so like 900-ish theaters, and it made less than $1 million. Wow. It made like $850,000, something like that, which is ridiculously nothing. <clears throat> and so I did want to go see it in theaters because I was because I'm weird, but I didn't. Buddy, here's an adjacent question. And that's kind of weird with uh, for it to do such low box office, especially with Fox News calling the movie out because they're yeah. big pussies, you know? Yeah. Bunny, here is a, a here is a it's a wonderful knife adjacent question. What are your thoughts on the original 1946? It's a wonderful life. It's a it's a cute movie. Well, wow! How about that? It's a cute movie. Uh, it's just not very. The message they're putting out just like always fails me. I mean, I enjoy yeah. the movie, but but no, everybody else had a wonderful life because he was alive. His life still sucked. Yeah. He is still at risk of going to jail because everybody around him are incompetent fuck ups. Also, I think who have wonderful lives. Also, I think 1946 is It's a Wonderful Life would be improved with more murders and uh, George Bailey kissing Clarence at the end. Yeah. Yeah. What if they just decided they wanted to be together at the end and they're just like going down on each other? That would make yeah. the film better. I'm not a big fan of the original. 
I'm a big fan of 1946's It's a Wonderful Life for one reason only, to get a picture-perfect look at the early days of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Because that movie was filmed the year before during the actual parade, and I fucking love that because I love the Macy's Parade so fucking much. As everyone knows, huge fan of the Macy's Parade, so I love getting to see a glimpse of the early days of that. But I'm not a fan, despite Carl Switzer being in it. Yeah. (laughs) Alfalfa, who was killed because of a dispute over a dog. I don't remember that chap. I just remember it being cool. What an odd cast. You've got Justin Long. You've got Jeff Winger trying to steal a house from the cigarette smoking man. Yeah. From the X-Files. That guy looked 80 years old in the 90s. Yeah. I am shocked he is still alive. Yeah. And that he looked he, older he does than not the old like ass he, he does not look like he has much time. I looked at him and I was like, yeah. This your last movie. <laughs> like, damn, you were so old back then. He does you not know, I'm look shocked good. by that. He looks like his this skin is, is literally going to fall off. Yeah. Any second. Yeah. This is an and odd fucking, fucking Justin Justin Long. Yeah, thank you. Uh like at first I was like, you know, he's really kind of come a long way as an actor. He's really putting a performance in here. And then I was like, the motherfucker's stealing Gary Oldman's performance from the fifth element. <laughs> this is the exact yeah. same performance. He is Zorn. Yeah. Yeah, he is Zorn. In the way he talks and his mannerism, like even the fucking teeth. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So yeah. I was like, I I take it back. <laughs> but there are some things that I like about this movie. I like Justin Long in this. I like his performance. I like the fact that you find out who the killer is in like the first 15 minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and also Justin Long was in Barbarian last year. Did you see the horror movie Barbarian? No. It is a really good movie, and it's about these two people, a man and a woman who accidentally booked the same Airbnb, so they have to share a house together, and it's really creepy because the girl doesn't know who this guy is, but the guy seems to be a really nice guy, but also they got that Skarsgård who played Pennywise, so like I'm sure that the filmmakers were banking on that, that like, oh, we got this evil guy to play a nice person and everyone oh. in the theater is like, ah, oh, I think this guy's this super nice guy is going to end up not being a nice guy. And then like halfway through the movie, like the first murder happens and then the movie completely does a 360 like a like a like a psycho 360 like a from dust till dawn 360. And suddenly, Justin Long is introduced driving 
along a California highway while listening to the song Ricky Ticky Tavi by Donovan. Yeah. And singing along to it, which is why I have not stopped singing and listening to the song Ricky Ticky Tavi by Donovan since last year. I love that fucking song. Oh, and so every time that song plays, which is a lot, I'm thinking of fucking Justin Long in the movie uh, Barbarian, but it's a really good movie. I haven't seen a movie that is so scary, but at the same time, you're laughing at how fucking stupid it is sometimes. Yeah. But it's like scary as hell. But then like a half hour before the movie ends, you're laughing at how fucking stupid this movie is. Yeah. But then it's super scary. But then it's kind of a comedy because Justin Long is just airdropped into the middle of the film. It, it's really good. So I was happy yeah. to see Justin Long again in another bizarre horror movie. And I said this earlier in the podcast. I saw the girl and I saw uh, the weirdo. Uh, um, Bernie? Birdie? Uh, Bernie. 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 Bernie the weirdo. And I'm like, oh, man. So Bernie's going to be helping out the girl. Oh, man. They really seem to have hit it off with each other. Yeah. I want them to kiss. But then I know that's not going to happen because it's like 2023 and LGBT and woke and all this shit. They're not going to make them kiss. But then they kissed I and know. I was really happy. Like, win one for fucking lesbians. Uh, yeah. There's, there's something about... <laughs> There's something about teen lesbian romance that I really find adorable for some reason. Yeah. You know, I just find it really sweet. Mm. You yeah. know? Yeah. I'm, I am married and I am in a lesbian relationship with my lesbian wife, Sasha. Yeah. So we're both women. And so we're both lesbians. And so I'm I'm embracing my lesbianness. But but, but you're not because men are gross. Men are gross. <laughs> I should know. I used to be one. So men are fucking gross. Um. So I thought their relationship was cute. You know? Yeah. Um. Uh, although I bet you Bernie smelled. I'm sorry. She just looked like she smelled. Yeah, she looked like she might be sweaty. Yeah. 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 I. In I this movie's the fucking costume. I loved yes. how the angel looked. Okay. Yeah. That was originally how the screen the ghost face killer and scream was supposed to look, but they went with an all black outfit. And also as a nod to the fact that they have resurrected the original ghost face costume model for their killer in It's a Wonderful Knife. One character is named like Sidney Prescott. Yeah. Which is a, a, like a combination of two different characters in the Scream franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's like a nod, a tip of the hat to Scream, but, but I haven't cared about the Scream franchise. The problem I have is like, this is now, now that I'm really thinking about it, this has got to be like a really like a plot hole or a subplot that they were going to do but didn't. Okay? What? 
because as what? I was watching the movie and as I was watching the angel kill, it was uh-huh. like it never got blood on the pure white outfit. Yes. And I was like, yes. well, he better be a supernatural killer of some sort, which, spoiler, no. You know? No, he just had the costume scotch guarded. But, but like, then at that point, I mean, it's got to be a plot point that they, they didn't explore because it would take way more work to keep that clean. That is a good point. Then to just let it get, even if you're doing it with, with uh, all CGI, you're still going to have to mask the blood splatter around the outfit. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is we need to film a sequel that focuses on the uh, the sole dry cleaner in the town. Yes. Yes. Probably. Is fucking, now we finally know. So maybe we should call David Letterman. But we finally know what Martinizing is. Yes. Very much so. Speaking of Martin, um, this movie, in its most basic form, I appreciate it. Because I have many times watched a miracle on 34th street and wondered what if little Susie Walker girl yeah just started fucking stabbing the shit out of people yeah and so I like the concept of we have gotten a classic Christmas movie and we have turned it into a horror film a tongue-in-cheek horror film at that. Okay, so let's workshop some ideas. Here's the first one. How easy would it be to remake um, uh, Will Ferrell's Elf to make it more like the movie Mark? Yes. Where here's this crazy person, but he thinks he's an elf who works for Santa, but you don't know if he is or not. Because well, you don't see any of the shit where he's in the North Pole. You just see him when he appears in New York. And you're like, oh, so he's either an elf from the North Pole or he's fucking crazy. Yes. And then people start dying. Okay, we got a horror, an elf horror movie right there. <clears throat> Can you think of any other classic Christmas movies that we could turn? Into horror movies. Yeah, think of just think of the classic horror Christmas movie Lethal Weapon, Eyes Wide Shut, Silver Linings Playbook, Trading Places. Yeah. Iron Man 3, the classic Christmas movies that everyone watches. Well, How about we could take this? Die Hard off of the fucking table now. <clears throat> that movie, fucking that movie hard. was fun. Oh, yeah. That movie was fun. So we can remove uh, It's a Wonderful Life and we can remove uh, Die Hard. Yeah. I think you could make a Christmas story where the kid is 
killing people with his Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Ralphie goes off. Like, he literally starts shooting people's eyes out. Or maybe he actually shoots both of his eyes out and he goes blind, so he goes to reach for his Red Rider BB gun again, grabs an actual shotgun, Yeah, I, I and got then the goes on a tear. I got the title for it, okay? Okay, what? Christmas Story 2, Ralphie's Very Bad Day. How about this? A Christmas Story 2, Ralphie's No Good, Very Bad Day. Okay. Even better if we can make it like that book. I don't remember who wrote that book, and that's a positive because I am losing my bookstore knowledge. Yay! <laughs> I was really happy when... Uh, but isn't that worth keeping? I think it's Judith Bjorst. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right, too, which is upsetting. But I was really happy when that book came out. Um, the Marsh Girl, or whatever that book was, it was based on a bestseller, but I was all excited because the bestseller came out after I had gotten fired, which means I had no recollection of anyone wanting to buy this book, and I was really excited. Yeah. Oh, what was the name of that movie? I didn't want to remember. I don't want to remember. So I'm just not going to remember. When I picked this movie to do for the show, I had no idea we would be watching two Shudder Christmas horror films in a row. I'm not that big of a fan of Shudder horror originals. Yeah. Um, their Shudder horror film are two horror movies what Hallmark Christmas movies are to actual Christmas movies. Does that make sense? I think so. I so, like, so. here is the Hallmark Channel, and they're just cranking out Christmas movies, <sighs> cranking out Christmas movies. And so Shudder does the same thing, but with horror. We're just going to crank out original horror movies. We're just going to yeah. crank them out. Here you go. This is a horror movie. There. We filmed it. Boom. I, but, but, yeah. uh, okay, but, but it, it kept close enough to the theme mm -hmm. of It's a Wonderful Life, where... Yeah. I don't feel like I was lied to, you know? Yes. Yes. Like, you Agreed. know, like, you're expecting something from the movie and it's not really there. Yeah. But they really indicated that it was. Yeah. But no, this is a pretty decent retelling yeah. of it's a wonderful life. Yeah. You know, my wife and I were going to stop at four kids and then it's we like, haven't, oh. we haven't run it down yet. Have we? No. So why don't a... you hit us with the plot of this week's movie, Bonnie? Cause you're so good at so it. So there's a murderer loose. So there's a murderer loose in town, uh, attacking like the Christmas, the town Christmas party or some shit like this. Yeah. Town Christmas festival or whatever. And he's a really cool looking looking killer, all in white, which, as Mayland is saying, ah, ten minute warning, um, okay. was the original scream outfit that they didn't use. Yes. Um, so he's running around, he's killing people, um, and 
this girl, and we had backstory with her family and her brother and all that, very loving family. Uh, she is kind of like final girl and kills the killer, kills the ghost, who turns out to be Justin Long, who is the bad guy in this movie, basically because he's a dickhead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then she has trauma over this over the next Christmas, which I think we probably could have done without. And she ran yeah. off in a had said show. She did she did the wonderful life thing. Oh, I wish I had never been born. Blah, 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 blah. Like, which was like, dude, chill out. You 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 have one confirmed kill. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Uh, and she does this under an aurora borealis, which I thought was kind of a fun touch. I guess, yeah. Uh, and it's a wonderful life. She was never born. She's walking around town. Nobody knows where she is. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but now she be- befriends Freak, who yes. then weirdo. There's the inside joke of her being Clarence. Yeah. Which was kind of cute. And it was a sweet little romance. But since she had never been born, the killer is still on the loose. Yeah. She never killed the killer. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly think I'm making it sound more interesting than it really is. <laughs> you are. You absolutely are. Uh, so it's up to the girl and, and Bernice, her Clarence, yeah, her Clarence to, to track down the killer and take him out so she could be, go back to her own time. I also liked the, uh, bizarre cult reveal at the end of the film where it's like, I think this one guy killed him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, um, we all know that. Because at the end of each year, he has some weird cult ritual where he just kills people in public. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And their eyes were all glazed over and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, apparently if you don't kill Justin Long immediately, he turns into fucking Dr. Doom. Yeah. I originally we my wife and I were going to stop at four kids, but then it's like, wait a second. If we don't have the fifth kid, Justin Long will turn into a Hitler. Yes. And so for the sake of humanity. We need to fuck more because Justin Long is going to turn into Hitler. So that's why we have a fifth child. Fun fact. That's why my wife gave birth to Amber. <laughs> it makes perfect Which sense. Was it makes perfect sense. Birth. This is, yeah, this is this is just Amber's my youngest. She's uh, five. That's this is the lore of the podcast now. So, so there you go. Um, we've seen a lot worse fucking Christmas movies. Yeah. If you point a gun to my head and said you either have to watch. Fucking 
what's the name of that religious bastards fucking movie? Saving Christmas? Oh. Surviving Christmas? Kirk Cameron, yeah. Yes. If I had to watch that Kirk Cameron, if I had to watch one Christmas movie that we have done in the podcast, you have like a gun to my head. Yeah. I wouldn't pick uh, Kirk Cameron. I wouldn't pick Robin Williams' last film. That was depressing. I wouldn't pick um, Hell on the Shelf. I wouldn't pick um, last week's movie. Yeah. But I. Christmas. I'll, Christmas. I'll, yeah. I'll pick this one. Yeah. It's, it's cute. Yeah, I, if it was on TV, I'd watch it. I, I think I think we we both summed it up. Like I said, I am giving it I am giving it a very high meh. Yeah. yeah. I am upset that I am just now thanks just to a Twitter little lower than good. Not quite there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I am a little bit upset at the fact that I am just now learning about the film Werewolf Santa. Yeah. Which we cannot do next week. No. Because you know what's next week, buddy? I think so. I think it's time. Oh, it's time. What is it? It's time. For the annual Christmas ritual. Which we have done. This next episode will be I know what it is. our ninth time. Yes. We did it in episode 445, 429, 285, 241, 198, 154, and 105. No, so this is the eighth. This will be yes. the eighth year that we have ended the year by watching what is, without a doubt, the single greatest movie of all time? Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Now, I would like to take this and... time to remind you that I, I remember in episode 104, I said, hey, Bunny, here's an idea. How about at the end of each year, we watch the same Christmas movie? Now, I'm going to let you pick, Bunny. Should it be Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny or the Star Wars holiday special that we watch every year. And it was you who said, I think it should be Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Now here we are about to do our eighth watch of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Do you, uh, do you, uh, no, do you, no, change? no, we've had, we've, no. we have more variety with, with Santa that is a good and point. the Ice Cream Bunny. I mean, we yeah. have the choice. There's two different two versions two of it, for movies. Right. And then yeah. from there, there's a riff tracks. And, yeah. you know. Okay. All right. As opposed to the Star Wars Christmas show. Yeah. Which is kind of going to be the same every time. I'm so excited that this is our eighth annual look at Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and, and like all the and other I years. I have been honest here. We have watched this movie each and every one of those nine years. Yeah, and each and every one. A little part of me hates you for it. <laughs> and every year, I come up with a brand new, all original look at the film, which yes. I think that I should be celebrated for. Yes. Because I feel that a lot of other podcasters who don't take podcasting seriously, they would just 
if they're doing the same movie over and over again every year that they would just use the same notes. But I would never do something like that. Yes. So once again, this year, all new. It's not like you're going to go and look at episode 445, 429, 285, 241, 198, 154, and 105 at soundcloud.com slash the-pope-on-film <laughs> and listen to all of those episodes. You don't have the time. So yes, it's going to be an all-new look at Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny like we do to end out every year. And then after that, we can actually watch uh, movies we want to watch. Yeah. But that's next which, week. Which, okay, now, which version, though? You know what? Um, wild card. Wild I don't know card. if we've ever done this. Wild card. Watch whichever one you want. Whichever one you want to watch. Yeah. Whether it's the Thumbelina, the Jack and the Beanstalk. I kind of like the Thumbelina more. I'm not sure why. But I do. Yeah. But it's up to you which one you want to watch. But that's next week. Now that I look back at this week, oh, man, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This has been a damn good episode. Okay, good. Uh, I, I agree. I didn't want to say that because I feel like you're the person who makes that distinction. But yes, I concur. I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until the next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Maylin. And on behalf of uh, Maxwell and uh, 